1: Hello and welcome to Masoni and Marshall, the Meaningful Marketplace. We are here weekly to discuss the journeys of female food entrepreneurs. We are glad you have joined us today as we bring you stories of hope and inspiration. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. Sarah Masoni is still out on her epic road trip, but she will be back in a few weeks. We want to thank our sponsor for supporting Masoni and Marshall. Thank you for helping us spread the word about small women entrepreneurs. Let's hear a word from our sponsor, Market of Choice. Market of Choice supports Smithsonian Marshall. Thank you for helping spread the word about women food entrepreneurs. They are a proud sponsor of the Meaningful Marketplace because we believe in the power of local food entrepreneurs, so much so that we carry more than 7,000 locally made, raised, farmed, and harvested foods in our store. Our passion is to help local makers, farmers, ranchers, and fisher folk realize their potential through programs that help them succeed. Thank you, Market of Choice. We love you. Thanks for sponsoring us. We have been talking to past guests over this month, and I would like to introduce you, reintroduce you to Tessa Cook
2: of TMK Creamery. Welcome, Tessa. Well, thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be back here. I get so excited every time I get the inv- invitation, so thank you.
1: Yes, of course. Well, you were one of our original guests um, indeed. When we, yes, w- when we met back in the studio, but back then... We, um, You were just about to launch a new product. So let's introduce people to your business first, in case they haven't listened to the past episode. So tell us
2: who you are, your business, and where you're based. Sure. Yeah. You know, I'll keep this very long and uninteresting story very short. So (laughs) uh, my husband and I grew up uh, in ag production. Uh, I grew up with a beef ranch and and hay farming. My husband grew up... um, showing dairy heifers and um through that course of showing uh dairy heifers he just fell in love with the cows and ended up building his own dairy farm when he was a senior in college and then we got married shortly after he graduated college and um Many, many bad decisions later, we ended up having a dairy farm farmstead creamery and a farmstead distillery, which is very atypical. So what we um, through this process that Oregon State was working on uh, in 2018, they were upcycling the waste product from a creamery, which is whey and um, make it into a hard spirit. So we took that those ideas and kind of uh, did trial and error for a few years and ended up with a vodka spirit called Calcohol.
1: And it is so fun. We, um, I was lucky enough to be with you guys when you went to the food show to sample it out. You had just launched it at that time. This was right before the pandemic happened. You had just come out with it. People were trying it. It was so fun and so exciting. So how have things gone
2: with the calcohol alcohol since then? Yeah, I know. You could probably fill a book, a novel, with what's happened since October I know. 2019. That's <laughs> so, why we keep having these guests on that we met with before the pandemic, because so much has changed.
1: And there's so many yes. good stories to tell. And we like to see that everyone is still here. And so
2: we're checking in with all of them. <laughs> yeah, here and fighting on. So yeah. yeah, we introduced it fall of 2019. Of course, March of 2020, our lives changed for a couple of years. And And through that process, we were contract distilling. So we had a contract with a distillery in Salem and that when pandemic hit, boom, you know, hand sanitizer was the priority. So that really uh, forced us into, hey, we got to figure out a way to do this ourselves on farm. And so with that um, trial and error period, uh, we built our own distillery right next to the creamery. We designed a way we can pump the way from the creamery to the distillery. Um, and then we ended up uh, working on a filtration system that is just about dialed in. And so that is going to make whatever comes uh, in or out of the still um, almost a zero carbon footprint. So we're taking every all the affluent from the still and the fermentation process, making it back into potable water for the cows, and then the proteins and fats that are left over, it can be used as livestock feed for the cattle as well. So really, um, you know, it's, str- it's a struggle, right? It's a struggle when you're like, hey. Your contract distiller isn't gonna make your product. So, what do you do? You're always hit with the next challenge as an entrepreneur, especially in manufacturing. You know, TMK took on the role of we're just gonna build every plant we have to have in order to manufacture our own product. And that's, tip, that's atypical as well. And then we also grow and harvest the raw ingredient milk. We own all the cattle that provide the milk. We don't buy any outside milk wanting that quality, but also that opportunity for the public to come see how that's made and meet the celebrities that do this because they're the true hero of the story. So yeah, the last you know four years have been crazy in the sense of growth for us as personally and as a business. But also that aspect of how do, you, how do you engage that end consumer with something that, you know, a lot of science, a lot of dynamics go into it, but still it's an opportunity for the end consumer to come and see it. So we built a distillery with huge observatory windows that are open where people can peer in and see what's going on, just like our creamery. That
1: is so cool. I'm so excited to come out and see it. Um, I didn't know that you took on all the distilling, but you know, we've kind of heard this story from some of the people that we've had on as past guests. And it happened too with a lot of fisheries because you know, they needed to have their own space because of COVID for whatever reason, because the bigger fisheries were shutting down. So they needed to have smaller space. So even though instead of you know taking sort of a tragedy of these people not being able to manufacture for you, you've been able to take it on and do it on your own. Which is so cool. And the benefit of that really is this You know, carbon footprint and um, being able to control your own stuff and know that it's coming from your cow's milk and all of those things. So that's really wonderful. Although I'm sure it was so hard to pull off. (laughs) So I just want to (laughs) congratulate you for figuring it out.
2: (laughs) Well, I think, yeah, I mean, any entrepreneur doing anything besides even food and beverage manufacturing, you're always hit with, oh my gosh, how am I going to persevere? And this is, you know, an example of, you know, we were, many stopgaps, many times we're like, maybe this just isn't right for us. You know, we are a dairy farm first. And, you know, it's, but it was interesting. It, it perked the ears a cattle term that we always use, it perked the ears of the end consumer. And it was, um, we're open to the public every week, year round. And so we wanted people to come and see that. And yeah, we just decided no, no matter what it takes, we're going to figure this out. And, um, but don't get get us wrong. Like many times we're like, mm, Maybe it's easier to quit and not and let someone else figure this out, but uh, we are now an opportunity for others to figure uh, to work on this process, and um, since of all our trial and error, I think it was seventeen versions of the still we finally ended up designing um, to do something to um, it, work with the way and and get the alcohol off the the lactose that sugar efficiently right now you don't use a pot belly still for that so that was something that now we're we're uh information and kind of like you know the go to for that process so we've been able to help others in this country and in western europe as well
1: that's so cool it's very exciting and um you know just so our listeners know um because you probably went from a phase of you know, before we were talking about people coming to visit you, and then I'm sure there was a time where people couldn't come visit you. Can people come back and meet your celebrities now again?
2: Yes, a resounding yes. So we are an outdoor facility. So it was, yeah, we had to shorten up how many people did come out during the pandemic, but it was always open, always, always, always open Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So yes, We'd love, uh, we have our own food truck where we serve our cheese and beef through there. And um, so, yeah, yeah, we would love for anybody to come out on the weekend.
1: Okay. And so we brought up the Cow Liberty. So just so that people understand what that concept is, can you introduce them to some of these beauties?
2: Yes, absolutely. So we love creating our own words, and so instead of just a cow, which is boring, we wanted to bring sexy back to dairy, and so we came up with the term cow celebrity.
0: I love she, it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's more than being a celebrity; she is a cow celebrity in her own right, and so. Um, my husband's love for these cows, it just comes through with that term. And they're they're on display every time we're open. We do a lot of free tours during the week for kids. Um, typical, typical summer, TMK will see three to 5,000 kids go through there because we want this facility to be open and free to all youth so they can find and pursue their own passions like my husband did through this facility. So um, yeah, the cow liberties are always available when we do private events. We bring one out for a champagne salute and a, and a picture with her. Um, because that's, uh, we don't want to be the face of it. We want the celebrity to be the face of it. They're the ones that give us that great product of milk. I love that. They should
1: be celebrated for sure. And then you're inspiring the next generation to do their yes. own with these <laughs> wonderful creatures. Well, um, I, I want people to be able to find you on Instagram and the internet. So where do they go to find you and the beautiful cows? <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's super easy. TMK Creamery.com, TMK Creamery on Facebook and Instagram. And we also have a YouTube channel under TMK Creamery. I didn't know that. I'm gonna have to find you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the YouTube channel is new. We will
1: make sure yes. to check it out. How fun. Fun videos on there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. And so when um when people come out for a tour, what can they expect? So are they gonna be able to see you? Um making cheese and making the um the calcarha
2: yeah. Yeah. You know, it just depends on where we are in, in that schedule of the week, but the creamery has windows where you can peer into it. If no one is making cheese or ice cream that day. Also the distillery has windows where you can peer in and see the fermenters and the, and the still, um, the cows are in an open barn. So you can walk right up to them, pet them and feed them. And so are the junior cow celebrities You can definitely that, that barn always gets the most attention because they're so darn cute when they're that small, but, um, yeah, you can expect to see all of that plus, uh, enjoy from our food truck and we have ice cream and cocktails from our alcohol. We have beer and wine. Um, we have all sorts of, you know, milkshakes and, uh, ice cream sundaes you name it we have it probably <laughs> i'm sold you have something for everyone in my family we're
1: coming <laughs> yeah, that was the plan
0: that was the idea
1: <laughs> that's so great well and you know when you have those viewing windows i was just thinking about when i was a kid i grew up on mount hood and there was a place called um the candy factory candy kitchen and you could go and watch them make candy and make them and watch them make caramel sauce and they had these big windows and you would just go to buy in the little gift shop and you could watch them and I really feel like somewhere in there that's what inspired me to be a food entrepreneur because I remember seeing and thinking it was so magical and wonderful to watch these people make these things and so I think that you guys are for sure doing that too just to see the process you're probably inspiring lots of not just children, because I think if you go see something like that as an adult, you um you know can kind of see the joy in it and see turning something into something else that becomes this beautiful product i i I'm, I'm really digging it
2: i yeah and I appreciate you saying that because I think as an entrepreneur, we all love to create right and it's mm-hmm. never too late like if you're eighty five or if you're five it's never too late because that's your true passion that's who you are, and that's how you find your identity and so we um we People are like, well, your dairy farm, you know, what an odd tool to try to reach out to people. And I, re- you know, It is odd. And I think that's what works for us because it's not just about dairy farming. A lot of people are not going to want to have that land and infrastructure that's required for that. But what is, is, you know, all the sciences, the food science, the engineering, you know, the beverage science. And, um, and that's what Todd and I, my husband and I just thrive off of. It's like, we, we have many degrees and they're all in science. And we just, we just love to create and create something that's never been created for. So then we always tell folks, you know, if we had a dairy farm and we can create, a alcohol, a vodka spirit that ended up being named top 30 in the world by mash.com, what could somebody that has a much more ambition than us, probably a much higher intelligence than us, because we just chose the dairy farm, anything, I mean, anything is possible. If you can make vodka from cow's milk and be top in the world, and we only have 20 cows, it's not like we have this huge footprint of, you know, we're selling to a, a major creamery. It's just us. It's just us and our 20 cow So anything is possible when you put your mind to it, and we just want to inspire others to do the same and what whatever they're passionate about. I think
1: that's so great. And I, you know, you're the exact kind of people we like to have come on and tell your story because it's inspirational to others. And I think this idea of all of us, um, you know, finding things to do with stuff that would normally be wasted is just how we should all think at this time of like what we can do to make the earth better and how we can use everything. And you guys are really doing that and doing it on a scale that Um, you know, fits with your farm and fits with your life. And it means that, yeah, you're not going to be able to supply the world with cow alcohol, but you'll make enough for the people that come visit your farm. And I think that's really wonderful.
2: Yeah. And, you know, there's also the opportunity to help others. And that's certainly I mean, I see myself as a servant leader. I didn't do this for the dollar signs. You know, unfortunately, I'm one of those entrepreneurs that isn't motivated by money. And my husband would kill me for saying that But um, (laughs) I do find find a way to do something more efficient and cost effective so others can then go and do it. And so with with the technology we've created, we're we're now looking to um, create like a solar or a steam powered um, fermenter and still plug and play so we can take it to second and third world communities to um, upcycle their waste into a fuel or another revenue source for them. And pretty much anything with sugar, you can can use this technology and and make something out of it. So we're super excited to pursue that as our next ambition. That's so great. You're going to save the world. Uh, yeah, I know <laughs>
1: us and twenty celebrities. I yeah, know, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm rooting for you. I believe in you. <laughs> well, um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk about where people can find your cheese.
0: Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of Meaningful Marketplace. With a mission to serve all Oregonians, we are committed to giving voice to those whose food and agricultural stories are not always heard. By providing access and opportunity for a more diverse and just food system, because food brings people together.
1: Okay, we are back. So if people can't visit your uh, creamery, where can they find your products?
2: Do they just need to order them from you or... So, Calcohol is pretty easy to find because if you go to our website, tmkcreamery.com, there's two different buttons you can hit. One can be shipped to you um, if you live in Oregon, because we're allowed to do that ourselves. The other button is if you want, if you live in 33 other states than Oregon, you click on and go to a fulfillment center that'll take you to New Jersey and they'll send it to you from there. That's wild. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, once you learn about spirits and how controlled it is, not just your own state, you're like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Yeah.
1: (laughs) I I was just experiencing that because I make a product with some whiskey and I needed a lot of it and not just enough that I could, you know, go get it at my local liquor store. And so I was trying to figure out how to get a barrel of whiskey here from somewhere else. And I was throwing out all of these options because I, you know, I'm used to like, that's do with my farmers i just say hey can i come to you and get this or could you meet me halfway and we'll meet in salem and i'll pick up all the stuff so i was trying to do that with with this barrel of whiskey and it turns out you can't do that i'm like can i just drive to tennessee and put it in my car can you put it in jugs and they're like no totally illegal you cannot do that
2: (laughs) yeah the list of illegal things like gets pretty long and you're like wow Well, you're just shocked you can go to the liquor store still after you, when you're on the side of manufacturing or retailing, you're just like, that is crazy.
1: Yeah. I had no idea, but I really learned a lot of things. And, um, mostly it was things that I am not allowed to do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Then you know it well, you understand the system. (laughs) Now I know.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. So now we know how they can get your alcohol delivered to your door. Where else can they find your products?
2: Oh, at our retail store at TMK Creamery and Farm. So anytime you visit us Friday, Saturday or Sunday, it'll be in stock and you can get a cocktail there or a boozy milkshake with it or just buy a bottle. Perfect. They
1: can come pick it up from you. So are you not making any other products right now? Is this just the sole product you're doing?
2: Oh, gosh, that would make it easy. But no, we make plenty of other products. <laughs> no, that's just the most interesting one. Or for me, I say that's the most interesting one. So, no, our creamery makes a variety of fresh cheddars and uh, aged cheddars, uh, and then also a fromage blanc. Um, and then we do a, a soft serve ice cream, which is what we serve in the retail store. Um, and then, of course, our TMK food truck. So, we do have a cattle ranch in uh, Klamath Falls, Oregon. And so we raise our beef and then make our menu from our beef and our cheese. We also raise our have our own hens, so we do a breakfast burrito has our own eggs in it. So the menu is strictly TMK products through our TMK food truck. So, That's yeah, so cool. Um,
1: and I know you say that you're, um, that the cow alcohol is the most interesting, but your cheese is so good. When yeah. I was at oh. the food show, it's like, what kept me alive? Because I was right next to you and I was like, oh, yes,
2: samples, yeah. please.
1: I, I don't have time to go eat any food, but I'm going to stay alive off your cheese.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, we do pride ourselves on the quality of that cheese because it is only coming from 20 cow We do raise all the feed for those cow So it's a very controlled quality circle. And it's on purpose. I mean, you talk about a control freak, we're probably the definition of that. When it comes to our cows, we just, we want their nutrition to be exactly how we want it to be. We want their feed rations to be exactly how we want it to be. And then there's also adjustments through the seasons of the year. Winter is different than spring and summer and fall is different than that. So um, then that's going to dictate their milk fat and that will dictate the recipes we make of the cheese. So it's all this full circle, um, production and a lot of dynamics go into it a lot of understanding of the cow and what she needs and how comfortable she is so her that's number one priority is her environment making her comfortable so yeah so um the cheese so then with the cheese what we did was make a single cow cheese which is um very atypical again so we took miss tmk's milk many years ago i think it hurt cheddar is now aged five and a half years. So we took her milk from three days of milking and then shut the plant down, made just an aged cheddar from her milk. And now it's um it's very expensive. I I'm embarrassed to say, but it's a hundred dollars a pound. We don't sell it. We cut we we bring it out at very special occasions. <laughs> we are making some more um there's some three age or three-year age cheddars and some four-year age cheddars of not single cow but more of a high-end cheese because um, Yeah. Talk about when you're an entrepreneur and you, you own everything and you love everything you do. Sometimes you're not willing to let go of that product. Mm -hmm. And so I'm probably the last person on the earth that should have started a business because I'm like, ah, that's a little too special. But, um, so that's, you know, again, one of the unique things we can do is make these specialty cheeses that like you, they are, they are very tasty. I I think it's the quality that goes in.
1: And I think that's part of, for all of us, it's part of our like passion. And we want to give people things really, something really special that only we could do and only came, you know, from our hands and from our cows or, you know, whatever it is, we all have our certain thing and something that we definitely lose money on but like we want to give it to the people I do that with stuff all the time and then I'll take a business class and I'll like analyze numbers and I'm like oh I'm like really losing money on that one but it's like my most popular so it's like do I stop doing it or do I just make it extra special and I just do it a couple times and so that's
2: Yeah, that's where where we really understand the term lost leader. We're Mm -hmm. like, okay, so (laughs) this is what I want to do, but I got (laughs) to sell everything else in order to support myself selling this one product I really like. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what we run into a lot at TMK. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I think that's, it's not uncommon for all of us. And I think it's good for that conversation to be out there for all of the listeners and all of the people developing or, or even just aspiring and doing these businesses is that things like that will come up and you just figure out like, is it worth it for me to keep doing it? Do I need to charge more money? Which is totally a thing too. Um, but you know, maybe not everybody's going to pay hundred dollars a pound for cheese, but some people are. And so if you yeah. can still do it, then I think, you know, if it still works for you, you should do it, but it is important to just talk about those things. And so that leads us into this question that, you know, a lot of our listeners are people that have a dream, maybe they've started a business or they're just in the beginning of it. So do you have any advice for those women starting businesses?
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have, I wish somebody would have told me this when I was starting because I I, I literally had no idea what I was getting into. I have farmed all my life and I was like, oh, you know, doing a farmstead creamery, how hard could it be, you know, trying to put product in there, make a business out of it. And I wish somebody said, hey, it's never going to turn out how you expect, but expect something better than you were originally expecting. So you, you, when you start, you have this vision, you have this idea, if it's not, you know, five months from now or a year from now, or maybe even five years from now, you have this idea, you have the pie in the sky, what you're going for, and it won't necessarily turn out that way, but how it does turn out is way better than what you were envisioning. And so that's the where the perseverance comes in. Like. No matter how hard it gets, if it's your passion, you have to keep going. And, you know, I dig deep in my faith for perseverance, dig deep in what motivates you, because um, there are days, there are months, and I'll say there's even a long season that'll come where you're like, what was I thinking? This is, I don't even think this is me anymore. You lose yourself in it. And I would just say, keep going because it's so much better on the other side. And the thing about being entrepreneurial and if specifically if you're serial entrepreneur, because you don't have to stay in one, one segment like we thought we were dairy farmers with a creamery and Mm -hmm. we went from creamery to distillery and then we threw in a food truck in there like none of us are short line cooks like I have no culinary experience but you figure it out as you go and then you start to build your team you start Mm -hmm. to recognize those folks you want on your team you know we're deep into hospitality and you're like what I mean you're a dairy farm what are you talking about and it's just boutique farming kind of pushed us into catering and and hospitality now Private event. So mm-hmm. it's like, I never envisioned myself being that, but we are. And it's really interesting because we're reaching more people. And our whole ethos was to bring the end consumer to a place where they could see dairy products made. And now it's vodka and now it's a private event. And now it's a team building event that you can have out there. So I, yeah, just always, always keep going no matter what.
1: I think that's great advice. And I think just kind of letting things take you to certain places uh, is really fun. And you don't, even if you take it to a certain place and then you're like, you know, I think I'm just going to do this you know, run this through, but then I probably won't do it again. That that's okay too. You know, I do that all the time with like developing new products. Like I've done everything from selling like hot food at the farmers market um, to lemonade at the market. Mm-hmm. Like I just kind of fill a need when I see it, and sometimes I do it for one season, sometimes I do it for five seasons. Like it just kind of depends, and I think it's al- it's always fun, um, but it's maybe not always sustainable or profitable. So
2: I'll give it a go but then sometimes I'll end it. I am okay with calling it quits too, you know? (laughs) Exactly, weighing the risk reward. And you know, we have failed so many more times than we've succeeded. And what we just choose to see it as, our our lens is we fail actively, not passively. So we're not gonna get all bent out of shape about the failure. We're gonna figure it out and try again. And the Calcohol was a four-year trial and error. Four Mm -hmm. years of not selling a product, four years of spending money, four years of time loss. And when you calculate that opportunity loss, should I have been doing something else? Should I have been trying to sell another uh, recipe of cheese? You know, that because that was already in place. You know, Mm -hmm. that wasn't me. That's not the ethos behind TMK. TMK was, no, create something that's never been created before. Mm -hmm. That's what drives us. That's what gets us out of bed. So alcohol was a no-brainer, even though it took us forever to figure out in, in entrepreneurial years you know? And so, yeah, but you did it. You did. Yeah, it. You I have know, the product, yeah. And now you're making it yourself. And that's so rad. I love it. So Yeah. <laughs> I can look around the corner and see, it's you know, it's going to get better, but you know, mm-hmm. then after Call, what's next, you know, I always have something on the back burner that I want to go for. So I'm never being stagnant. I'm always looking for the next thing.
1: Yeah, I think that's um, a really important quality for all of us to have. And I love to see it shine out of you. It's so great. Well, I know if Sarah Masoni was here, she would want to talk about your ice cream because she's an ice cream gal. So tell our listeners about your ice cream, please.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah, Sarah Masoni had her hand in our recipe. It's so good because of Sarah Masoni. So <laughs> I yeah, thought that um, might be the case. <laughs> she, she tells us to put it into um competitions all the time, but you know, one more hat to wear. We just haven't done it yet. But it is a soft serve base. So when you do come to TMK, it will be served through a soft serve ice cream machine. So that's why we get the milkshakes and the Sundays and that kind of thing. Um, but we, it's a base that you can, what's miraculous about it. And thank you, Sarah Masoni, is that it's a base. So you can make it any flavor you want. So when we sell this wholesale, we tell, you know, that customer is like, whatever flavor, put whatever flavor you want, it turns into that peach, coffee, you know, strawberry, whatever you want. And we, we make it simple. We just do uh, vanilla and chocolate. Mm -hmm. And then we have our sauces to make it into whatever we want after that. And um, yeah, it's, we get, uh, so a lot of, a lot of regular customers tell us, Hey, um, you've ruined Dairy Queen for me. And I tell them, I go, Dairy Queen is in a class of itself, just like TMK. So TMK is going for high quality. Again, the cream is only coming from 20 cows, you know, and these 20 cows are only fed by TMK, you know, feed. And so Dairy Queen, you know, they want to serve the masses, but we're, we're trying to get just that dialed in perfect soft serve ice cream. And um, yeah, I think, I think we're very close, if not at the pinnacle of great taste because of Sarah Bassoni. I can't <laughs> stop saying her name.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, she's the best and I miss her. We've I've been recording without her for a few weeks and um, you know, I I need her here, but she's out traveling. She's actually eating ice cream all over the place. Yeah, she's like she on is. this <laughs> epic road trip, trying all the ice cream. And, um, you know, she's so talented in that aspect of things, like in the world of cheese and ice cream. I mean, she can do anything, but that's really where her heart is. It's for sure in ice cream. So I'm so glad that that she was able to help develop yours and make it something that you're proud of and that you can share. Um, But that's, she's
2: so good at it. Oh, yes, she is. And, and she's <laughs> eager to help. that That's the other thing. I mean, I think a lot of us entrepreneurs are like, who's going to be nice enough but to help us when we ask? And she was just, she was hands down great to work with.
1: Yeah. Good job, Sarah. We're digging in yes. for sure. <laughs> well, um, we like to ask uh, what you need from your community. What do you need from all of us listening to you? Oh
2: my gosh! I I don't you know that is such a great question. I we love our our TMK community. We have regulars. We have new people coming every weekend, and we just love the fact that they give us a try, you know. And I I just ask that anybody you know it sounds odd. Alcohol sounds odd, but I just ask that people put on um, that hat of I'll try something that I've never tried before. I'll step outside my comfort zone and and try it. So it's. Um, even though it's from milk, it's just made from sugar. So there is no lactose or any type of dairy product in the vodka. So a lot of people shy away from it because they're lactose intolerant. And I'm like, Oh no, this is, um, this is a beautiful spirit just made from sugar that was in milk. So, um, so yeah, I would just ask, you know, try something new and come out to TMK. All
1: right. We're sending the people there for sure. Everybody, you heard it. She needs you to come visit, come see and Absolutely. try and with an, bring your open mind.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Growth mindsets all around. <laughs>
1: uh, well, let's tell people one more time how to get your products, because we always want to encourage people to buy directly
2: from makers. Yes. So, calcohol you can find at our website, tmkcreamery.com. There's a button to push. If you are in Oregon, we can ship it to you direct. Or if you're in 33 other states in the United States, you can push the... Um, other outside of Oregon button, and that'll take you to a fulfillment center in New Jersey, and they can send it to you. Perfect. Otherwise, stop
1: in at TMK. Any special events or anything you want to plug? You got anything coming up out there?
2: Oh, yes. So right now we're doing a campaign, uh, hashtag Moo Brews. We're supporting a startup brewery called Vision Brewery. So come to, um, you can find on our website or our Facebook, um, the participating bars. Of course, TMK is participating. You get a punch card and every punch card you fill out by purchasing Vision Brewing beer uh, feeds three pounds of great spent grain to our celebrities. And then we have um, an opportunity for the public to come feed them. Spent grain, uh, July 28th and September 1st, where you can feed the calibrities yourself for free. That sounds so fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that you're
0: bringing
1: together other um, you know, people in your community and doing a fun event. Sounds awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you could come back and join us. Thank you for being here. Unfortunately, it's time for us to wrap it up, but it was great to check in with you. I'm so proud of all the things that you're doing and your new distillery and your products. Thanks for joining me again, Tessa.
2: Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Sarah.
1: We record Masonian and Marshall live every week. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you to our audio engineer, Alon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. If you'd like to be a guest on a show, you can send us a DM on our Instagram, Missoni and Marshall, and we will be back next week, everybody. Thanks for joining. Bye.
0: You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen. Learn. Launch.